Hey, it's Evan Madden. Uh, today's story comes to us from one of our reporters, Chloe Stafford, who's actually here in the studio right now. Chloe, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Uh, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Chloe, can you tell us a little bit about the story we're about to hear? Yeah, so happiness is so much more than we know, and it's not talked about enough. So my story goes into, it's a journey into what it really means to be happy. <laughs> and not only that, it's a story also about West Virginia, which is where we traveled together. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's listen to Chloe's investigation on happiness in West Virginia. And if you like our stories, please hit the subscribe button. And thanks so much again for listening. Chloe, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. The concept of happiness is not one that is easy to grasp. To answer the question, what does it mean to be happy, is not a simple task. There are factors deeper than the emotion itself that contribute to this question. I've never been one to examine this area. Well, not until I had the opportunity to do so within these last four months. Here is how my journey began. This past November, in my journalism class, we took a trip down to West Virginia. I had a chance to, well, make a real story about anything I wanted to pertaining to the state. I have always been curious about people's well-being, what drives them to feel and survive in the world. I am especially intrigued by happiness, or the lack thereof. How and why are some people happy and others unhappy? From what I've heard in the past, there is not much in the state of West Virginia to be happy about. This summer, I read a book called What You Are Getting Wrong About Appalachia by Elizabeth Catt, where my thoughts on West Virginia were first born. One thing in the book on page 12 really got me thinking. By several metrics, many parts of Appalachia are not places of robust racial and ethnic diversity, but the region is more diverse than it's presented in books, essays, and photographic projects. If West Virginia is represented poorly in mainstream media, then what is the real story of people who live there? I was intrigued. I began to wonder, what else is being presented differently? Is happiness, fulfillment, contentment being represented differently? Soon I was on my computer where I googled West Virginia happiness. And to my surprise, I found out that West Virginia out of all states was ranked in the top 10 for adult depression rates, unemployment and divorce rates. And furthermore, I found that it was ranked the least happy state in the whole country by USA Today. I began to question this. How can a whole state and its 1.8 million people be deemed the unhappiest? I wanted to find the truth about these people and this place and why these facts are deemed true. So I began to look for the truth. Are people in West Virginia happy? I decided to find this out for myself. What do you think about that? Really? That's, that just doesn't, that doesn't seem, I don't think that's right. I mean, uh, I believe every state has like depressing points and the closing of coal mines and everything. I'm sure that that contributes to that article. So you can't This is what truth sounds like. And that's where the hard part comes in. In order to find the happiness of the people of West Virginia, I have to find the truth, know the true West Virginia, 
and the true happiness or unhappiness that the people feel every day. Either way, I need to attempt to find this existing or non-existing truth. I needed to find a way to evaluate the happiness of people of West Virginia. It looked like I might have to take a bit of a different approach to find the answers I truly wanted to receive. Although I had read multiple sources saying that West Virginia was an unhappy state, I wanted to find a way to prove or disprove the fact that West Virginia is the unhappiest state. I need something that was straightforward and shows the real evidence of the contentment levels of people living there. This is where Miss Hardy comes into my story. She was rated as one of the top real estate agents in West Virginia. I met her in her cozy house that had been converted into an office. Miss Hardy was a very nice woman, probably around 50, who had a sweet voice that I found comforting. When I began to ask her questions, I noticed that she was providing statistics to explain these ideas. She could put a value on happiness through numbers, which is exactly what I needed to understand this concept for myself. The mortgage that you've got Ruby Memorial Hospital, we've got 1,027 active listings. That's maybe a 25, 30 mile radius. And how many houses again? 1,027. 1,027. Wow. Okay. So that gives you an idea of what we got. Uh, it's not very good for our economy right now. The housing market here is kind of on a slow trend because we have more houses, more inventory than we do buyers. These numbers show the vast amount of people wanting to leave this area compared to the minimum of those who want to come and live here. The shocking fact was that people were selling their houses and leaving the state, but these houses were not being bought by any potential buyers. Although this might sway me in the direction that people are unhappy, I cannot base my whole conclusion on this one statistic alone. I thought about the reasons why an abundance of people are selling their houses, with not many buying them. This could have to do with jobs, family, or even money. But this is when I started to think about the money component more. I know that many times people don't buy houses because of money. I struggled to figure out who to talk to on the subject of money. It's a very sensitive topic amongst many people, which made me think that maybe happiness has to do with money more than I initially thought. After searching the West Virginia University website for a few hours, I stumbled upon Brian Lego, an economics professor at the school. Soon we were in contact, and I set up a phone interview with him to discuss the economics of West Virginia more in depth. We, uh, West Virginia went through a, a pretty sharp, uh, recession during uh, 2015 and 2016. So it's on, on its, what we call a kind of a rebound. But if you peel away the layers and look, look at that more uh, closely, it's uh, still what you would consider uh, a pretty uh, diverse uh, characterization of the state's economy uh, currently. From what Lego said, it was hard to completely blame money or the economics of the area for the said happiness or unhappiness. Instead, he described the economy as not great, but getting better. Lego continued, but he shifts the conversation into a topic he told me was named brain drain. As far as, uh, that's couched within the, the, the broader discussion about brain uh, brain drain and other, other similar uh, demographic uh, uh, trends that, that that you would see discussed uh, oftentimes, but as far as far as the past five years in general, the, the state's lost a lot of residents. I think somewhere in the order of uh, forty-five thousand people left. Uh, you're losing not only young people, you're also losing people that are of prime working age. 
have some some pretty notable losses that could uh, you know limit the, the state's potential going forward. This brain drain concept was very interesting to me. The state lost many prime age working people that could benefit the economy tremendously. I wanted to learn more about this topic. After a bit more searching on the West Virginia University directory, I found Ms. Reed, the head of West Virginia's university's College of Media. I talked to her only for a short amount of time, but in terms of brain drain, she didn't need much time to explain how it was affecting the state. Yeah, so West Virginia has a problem with brain drain, with young people leaving the state to for better employment opportunities, um, for just more opportunities that are available in a larger uh, city and in an, an urban area. And so what that means is that we're losing some of our best and brightest young people who can help transform the state. And we really want to change that trend. We want to, we want to make West Virginia a place that young people want to stay in or that they want to come to. Because here, when you come here, you can really make a difference. You can actually... Um, help to rebuild our communities and to um, draw an industry and open your own business. And those are things that will ultimately help the state move forward. From what Professor Reeds is saying, brain drain is not only an issue with money, but also just a mixture of a bunch of things like jobs and opportunities. I wondered more about this brain drain. Was this what represents the people of West Virginia and how they feel? how they feel about their state, and how they feel about their well-being? Was brain drain the sign that, indeed, the people in West Virginia were unhappy? It, it couldn't be. I didn't want to jump to any conclusions at this point because I felt like there was a lot more to experience and explore. I decided to keep this idea in my head for the rest of my exploration. However, it was time for me to move on from these pre-planned interviews and listen and hear what the common people of West Virginia thought about their state and the happiness of their state. Almost immediately, I came across someone that might be the next future brain drain victim. He was a student at WVU that I met on the streets of Morgantown. Um, there, it's just like not that m uh, many opportunities here in, in, in West Virginia in general. So especially for what I want to do career-wise. Um, the student seemed to be set on his thoughts while I was not. I thought maybe because I talked to a young person about the problem of brain drain, I got the answer that I did. But in order to get the best results, I need to ask different ages on their own perspectives. This is where Mark and Barbara come in, an older couple that I met in the streets of Charleston. This is what they had to say about brain drain and the opportunities in West Virginia. Just working opportunities been tough here in West Virginia, but yeah, can't blame them. <laughs> There's just not enough work here, you know. I was extremely surprised by their answers. For some reason, I thought there might be a generational split on the topic of brain drain. But maybe I was wrong. I decided to set out to ask someone in the middle of these two generations about brain drain next. A J.C. Penny worker named Stephanie was the perfect contestant. She had some harsh things to say about the opportunities in West Virginia and even potential reasons for the so-called brain drain. And I know there's like a lot of young people moving away um, from West Virginia to look for more opportunities. What do you think about that? I mean, I definitely think that that's a good idea if you're stable enough financially to do that. I would probably advise that, and if you don't have anything holding you down here, because I feel like it's kind of District 12 of the Hunger Games or something. Sorry. After hearing from Stephanie and other locals, I was beginning to think that my journey was coming to an end. I thought maybe people were indeed unhappy, and brain drain proved this thought. However, I still was questioning. I was questioning these thoughts and the ideas and brain drain and happiness. 
Although from the surface it looked like I found the answers to my question, I felt like there was a missing part of my whole story. I wasn't satisfied with everything I found, so I went out to talk to more people about anything pertaining to West Virginia or the general topic of happiness. Walking in the streets of Charleston, I turned a corner and saw a beautiful mural on the side of a store's wall. The woman painting the mural had mini piercings and short blonde hair. She looked about 25 and was wearing a black shirt with some rock band's name on it. Her name was Angel. I decided to ask Angel her opinions on the opportunities in West Virginia, and her responses were very interesting. Uh, when I first moved here, I thought so. Um, but then actually being here and kind of putting myself out there and looking into things, there's way more opportunities here. After meeting Angel, I kept finding more and more people that started to agree with her beliefs on opportunities and her whole idea of working in West Virginia. A man named David, working at a sunglasses store, brought up another good point. That's a good question. You know, I look at uh, someone who's an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, I look at opportunities being everywhere. Uh, you know, everyone has the, the, the web at their fingertips. You know, app development is so, you know, advanced now. E-commerce for, you know, website development is so advanced. Why can't you do business anywhere? You know, why can't you create a business anywhere? Um, what David said really got you know, me thinking. Other... Maybe brain drain wasn't as big as an issue as I thought it was. But then again, Miss Reed and Mr. Lego had so much to say about it. Although I got what I wanted to, being more opinions and ideas that were different from those of Mr. Lego and Mrs. Reed, I was more confused as ever. Were people happy? Were people not happy? I, I just had no idea. I was being pulled in all these different directions. Just like in the beginning. Now I'm confused. Sitting at my computer months after actually being in West Virginia, I still do not feel like the whole state of West Virginia is happy or unhappy. It was my job to go through all the perspectives I heard and find the truth that I knew had to be in there somewhere. I listened back to all the voices, tones, and words of the people I met on this trip, trying to find why some are happy and some are unhappy. That's when I found the clip of Mr. Gary L. Cotrill, an older man I met on the streets of Charleston as he was walking to his car from church. I found something different in his clip, something I didn't recognize when I initially heard it. Here, I'll let you listen. West Virginia typical individual is you and me. When you strip away the, the hot button issues, we all care for our children, our grandchildren. We care for our neighbors. We are not the, the strident fringe. We are the folks who, if the, the man or the woman down the block who's lived there for 20 years fell and broke a lo an arm or a leg, we'd be there to help and wouldn't talk about it, wouldn't ask about it. We'd come help you if you had a flat tire. We'd come help you 
if your mom and dad needed help. We are that person. We don't fit stereotypes on the fringes. That's the context of my typical West Virginia. Although what he's saying is interesting, to me it's not what he said, but how he said it. He talks with such passion, such love, and I heard the glimmer of happiness in his voice as he discussed such things. Dare I say, he talks with happiness. After listening to Gary again, I think I've finally found the answer to my question. Let me show you what I mean. What Mr. Cottrell said, and how he said it, reminded me of what Angel and David said. I'll play the clips for you one more time. Uh, when I first moved here, I thought so. Um, but then actually being here and kind of putting myself out there and looking into things, there's way more opportunities here. You know, I look at uh, someone who's an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, I look at opportunities being everywhere. Uh, you know, everyone has the, the, the web at their fingertips. You know, app development is so, you know, advanced now. E-commerce for, you know, website development is so advanced. Why can't you do business anywhere? You know, why can't you create a business anywhere? Um, Keep these in mind. What do they have in common? Listen to the attitudes they have. In comparison, here are some snippets of what Mark and Barbara and even a college student had to say. Now pay attention on how different the tone and voice is. Um, there, it's just like not that uh, many opportunities here in, in, in West Virginia in general. So especially for what I want to do career-wise. Working opportunities been tough here in West Virginia, but yeah, can't blame them. <laughs> There's just not enough work here, you know. Also, um, sometimes... If you just take a minute or a month to process, you can find something more. When talking to Angel, David, and Mr. Cottrell, I could tell how optimistic they were about life. They had better outlooks, and this made them happier. I don't know if they had hard lives or sad lives or mediocre lives, but what I do know is that no matter what life throws in their path, they somehow knew how to respond to it. This is when I realized that it's impossible to generalize the whole population of West Virginia into a single category of happy or unhappy. Because happiness is a personal choice. Happiness depends not on what happens, but on how we respond to it. Although one's circumstances can have a significant impact on happiness, I have come to understand that circumstances can be overcome, and happiness is possible for anyone. I look back and see that there is no definitive answer to happiness. There are times of good and bad, but in the end, it's a series of personal decisions and choices of how we decide to live our lives. These choices shape our happiness far more than situations that happen to us. I found this quote. It's something that I feel is worth sharing. A quote I would like to leave as the last message to this adventure. According to Socrates, the secret of happiness, you see, is not found in seeking more, but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. When I stumbled upon this quote, it felt like it was exactly what I've learned from my experiences down in West Virginia. People that are happy are not seeking for happiness. They're not seeking for more of material things or more to complain about. Instead, the secret to happiness, you see, is to take what you have and make the most of it. 
Instead of looking at what you have and comparing it to somebody else, or thinking about how little it is, you find the most happiness when you find the joy in what you already have been given. And that, that's what I want to end on. The potential for happiness.